Hello, people of the airwaves. Welcome to Talk Is War with your host, Alpha Z. Thank you so much for tuning in today to this edition of this podcast. So, um, you may be wondering where's Switchblader and where the fuck is Hades? Well, um, I got a little bit of bad news, but a little bit of good news as well, Warriors. Um, unfortunately, Switchblader will, uh, no longer be a regular of the show for the time being. Uh, he had some stuff to work out with coming back to college and, well, it's, um, not really putting that much of a hold on things, but it really sucks, because, I mean, you know, he's been a part of Talk is War since we began, and, you know, he's my friend and all that, so I kind of miss him, you know, but, um, the good news is he will return. There, the Switchblade, or sorry, not the Switchblade, the Switchblader will live on. Uh, he will be back, but not exactly sure when, but he will. But what we are trying to do is, um, using Anchor, um, the, uh, how it's, uh, wireless and, you know, we can still do podcast even though we're not together. Uh, we're trying to work that out because our internet isn't exactly the best, but, um, we're going to, we're going to work it out. So, uh, warriors do not worry about a thing. Switchblader will be here and so will the dark one, Hades. Uh, he will actually be back sooner. Uh, he might be in next week's show. I will do my best to make sure. So this is my first solo show, guys. Um, good to see you, I guess. Well, I can't really see you, but, you know, uh, good to be here. And, um, well, I, without further ado, let's go to war, guys. So let's see here. This is a rumor killer, guys. I'm so sorry if you had your hopes up about Enzo and Kaz XL. Well, it turns out um, WWE is denying being in talks with both of them for an NXT return. Yes, it would be awesome to see them come back and see them, you know, um, without their inner demons, you know, because Kaz had struggled with uh, depression, anxiety, and he also had a seizure that nearly took his life at a live event, and uh, he also struggled with alcoholism, which eventually led to his release from uh, WWE, and of course Enzo um, being fired on the... uh, I believe it was the 25th anniversary of Monday Night Raw, or 20th, something like that. But um, basically there was um, sexual assault allegations, and it turns out Enzo is actually innocent. So uh, that led to him being fired as well, but it would have really been good to see them come back, you know, because seeing them from, uh, seeing them go in Ring of Honor in New Japan's uh, event, uh, I think it was called... uh, Uh, What was it called? The G1 Climax, of course, that's what it's called. But uh, anyway, it would have been cool to see that. um, Because when I was watching the G1 Climax and I saw them invade, I was was like, what? Are they coming back? Like, you know? So um, it was good to see them there. And it really gave me some flashbacks, you know, how things used to be when they were on Monday Night Raw and uh, their antics with uh, Gallows and Anderson and the Dudley Boys and all of them. They They were very memorable. So, sorry guys, but uh, the rumor has just been shot down by WWE. So, okay, what else we got here? Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin is set to return, or not, well, return, but he is going to be on Monday Night Raw next week. 
I cannot wait to see that. Cannot wait. Uh, Leo Rush is admitting that he doesn't know when he will return to the WWE. Uh, says that he recently spoke with Hip Hop DX, where he admitted that he doesn't know what his future within the WWE and if he will even work again. So he's been absent from WWE for, I think it's been a good, I don't think it's been exactly a year, but it's been pretty close to a year. And uh, this was due to backstage issues and he currently doesn't know what the future holds, although he does not want, he does want to focus, sorry, on his music career. So uh, he talked to um, Hip Hop DX and said, it's a very strange thing. WWE has so many employees and talent. They've got SmackDown, Raw, and NXT. And on top of those brands, they have so many wrestlers and people that aren't even on TV. It's just one big wheel. And once one thing is done, the next thing just keeps going and going. A lot of times, things don't pan out the way, uh, the way they, they want it to. So this time that he's spending right now is just reevaluating. So let's hope he makes a return because uh, I think Leo Rush is an amazing talent. Um, again, guys, uh, he was fired for backstage issues pertaining to um, veteran wrestlers. He, he and uh, someone else were juniors of the main roster, so they had to help out veterans a lot. It's like paying your dues, basically. You carry water, you know, just help out, make yourself useful. So um, he refused to. Uh, I don't really, it's, it is an ego thing. It's not really a racism thing. But, um, well, let's hope he makes a comeback. Uh, guys, let us know, or, well, let me know what you think about Leo Rush, uh, what you think about Stone Cold Steve Austin returning, and, uh, of course, Enzo and Kaz XL. Uh, just let me know here. Talk is war on Anchor. What else here? Finn Balor and Veronica Rodriguez have just gotten married. That is amazing. So the Demon King officially has a queen now. Uh, he married his girlfriend and he made the announcement via Instagram sharing a photo of he and his bride, Veronica Rodriguez, who is a Fox Sports reporter in Mexico. So as we, well, not we, but uh, Pro Wrestling Sheet previously reported, the 38-year-old pro wrestler asked for time away from the WWE after SummerSlam back in July. And uh, they're not exactly... Uh, uh, they're not exactly sure if uh, he not only wanted to recharge during the hiatus, but he also, you know, got married. So that's amazing. Uh, Finn shared another photo over the weekend, which seemed to be from the ceremony, captioned the picture, Welcome to the Jungle, hashtag forever gang. So congrats to the newlyweds. I am so happy for you both. And, um, well, Demon King, you got a queen now. Congratulations. And one more news story for you guys. Kane Velasquez is uh, saying that he can't wait to continue his pro wrestling career. And uh, apparently he also has plans to return to MMA. So if you guys are unfamiliar with Kane Velasquez, uh, please excuse me if I butcher that name. I'm so sorry. Uh, he's thinking about walking away from the world of six ounce gloves and into the world of masks and hurricane ranas. And at least that's what... Uh, the U former UFC heavyweight champion said in a recent interview about his future in both combat sports endeavors. So he said that he doesn't know what to expect. He wasn't sure how many people would actually be watching and tuning in to watch. 
and he did a match and heard all the positive things from people. It was great. But uh, he was also shocked that the whole night he was asking his wife, what just happened? And, well, honestly, um, it's, it's a definitely a big transition from UFC to pro wrestling or from pro wrestling to UFC. It certainly is. So I can only imagine all the things that are going through Kane's head. And I've seen him in the octagon, and he is a fucking beast. Like, no joke. So, um, I bet you he will be a force to be reckoned with in the ring when it comes to, um, when it comes to showcasing his talent more. I don't think I saw his match, but, uh, he made his pro wrestling debut at Triple A's, uh, Triple Mania, uh, I believe it was 27 event. Um, and this was on August 3rd in Mexico City. He teamed with Cody Rhodes, Psycho Clown, and, oh, just Cody Rhodes and Psycho Clown to defeat Tejano Jr., Taurus, and uh, Killer Cross. And uh, fans and media alike praised Velasquez for his performance in a match featuring five proven wrestling talents. So, congratulations, and let's hope we get to see you very, very soon. And that is it for the news of today. Now we are going on to On This Day in Wrestling History. You guys know how it's done. Let us, or let me, uh, you know what? We can say let us. Let us know what you think here at Talk Is War about uh, these news and um, stories and all that. Uh, Give us some feedback. We want to hear it straight from the Warriors. Now we are going to On This Day in Wrestling History. Mm. Ah, sorry. You guys hear that background music? I love that background music. But, anyway. So, uh, on this day in wrestling history, 18 years ago today, Triple H defeated The Rock in a ladder match to win the WWF Intercontinental Championship at SummerSlam. Congratulations to Triple H on that win 18 years ago. That was an amazing match. I have it on DVD. (laughs) And uh, happy 33rd birthday to Impact Wrestling's Caleb Conley. He's a former competitor for the X Division Championship, and he's also a, uh, I guess you could say, world-renowned indie wrestler, competing in multiple ones all across the country and the world, so. And uh, that looks like it for On This Day in Wrestling History. Uh, Let us know here, guys, if uh, you have any on this day in wrestling history uh, segments to report or, you know, just uh, send any message you want to. I want to hear you guys. I'm sure Switchblader and Hades would too. (sighs) I gotta be honest with you guys. um, This is very different for me. You know, it was bad enough without Hades, but Switchblader too, man. Um, I know they'll be back and more than optimistic of their outcome of their situations that they are both in, but, um, you know, I miss them, they're my podcast brethren, they're my, you know, my uh, good friends, so, anyway, um, that is it for On This Day in Wrestling History, and uh, now I'm going to be talking about the two topics of today, here to talk is war. Uh, one of them is uh, something that a lot of uh, people cover, but well, I mean, they cover it, but not specifically this. I'm going to be talking about the worst TNA storylines or Impact, whatever you know. So I'm going to be talking about the worst Impact storylines, and uh, I am also going to be talking about, uh, let me think here, the worst injuries. That's it. 
So there's been a lot of worse injuries, or oh, sorry, blah, getting all meh here. But anyway, there's been a whole lot of really bad injuries throughout the uh, course of this industry. And there's also been a lot of bad DNA storylines. And uh, I'm sure you guys already know now, TNA isn't really the best at telling stories. But they do have good action. Some stories are good. You just got to look for them. And uh, injuries can be horrifying. Very horrifying. Um, Especially if you are uh, just starting. You know, it can happen right away. Uh, I mean, I knew a wrestler who uh, went in and botched one move and got paralyzed from the waist down all because of that very move. Yeah. It, was, I, it wasn't his debut, but it was his first couple of years. So, so let us know here at Talk Is War. Uh, worst injuries in your opinions. And uh, also want to hear what you guys think is the worst TNA storyline ever. I'm going to be talking about these both right after the commercial break. And uh, have a little shout out from a friend of mine. So uh, stay tuned. Yo, it's the Hardcore Hooligan, Smokey C, and you're listening to Talk Is War. And don't forget to tune in to my podcast every Tuesday at 420 called Smoke Session. Smoke out. Hope you enjoyed that advertisement, and I hope you enjoyed that uh, little message from uh, my cousin, my good friend, and uh, one of the greatest indie pro wrestlers in the world right now, Smokey C. If you guys want to check out his new podcast, Smoke Session, uh, every Tuesday at 4.20 here on Anchor. And um, what else? What else? Oh, uh, of course, welcome back. You know, Alpha Z here. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, two topics of today. And that is worst injuries and worst TNA storylines. Again, guys, let me know and let, well, let us know, I guess. Let us know here at Talk is War how you guys feel about both topics. And now we are going to be discussing it. Um, So I guess I'll go ahead and start with the worst TNA storylines. So there's been a lot of questionable ones, uh, not just in TNA Impact, but... um, They've been in WWE, in uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Ring of Honor, uh, anywhere you can think of, really. I mean, it's it's kind of inevitable. You're always going to have a bad storyline. Not every pro wrestling company is uh, perfect. Mm. So, um, by the way, sorry if I pause. I, I just like getting some water, you know, in between. I, I get a little dry mouth when I talk sometimes. So, uh, hydration, yeah. But anyway... There's been a lot of bad storylines. Um, a lot of them came from Impact. So I'm going to be talking about uh, what I think is the worst one. The worst one in my eyes has got to be the Sting Joker storyline. You know, I'm a huge Batman fan. I love comic books and I love the Joker especially. And I love Sting. He's a great pro wrestler and he's been in this business uh, for 30 plus years, I believe. So. Um, I have much respect for him, but it was just a bit odd, you know, it was very different, but it was just odd, you know, you never really hear of comic book characters coming in and, uh, messing with storylines, you know, especially ones that are villains, 
I mean, yeah, they, uh, a lot of them get inspiration from him. Sometimes they dress up like him, have the colors, you know. But um, it's never been at this kind of level. So what happened was Sting, I think Sting just like went crazy or something like that. He had a, something going on with Hulk Hogan backstage and they needed his help. And uh, it, was, it was just all over the place, honestly. And he got this crazy laugh and started quoting Dark Knight quotes and uh, he often attacked people much like Joker would so um, I think that it was different it was very different but it was also very um, irregular you never really hear of a storyline being this ludicrous it was it was kind of cool seeing his face paint like that. It was really cool actually, because I love uh, face painted wrestlers. You know, like uh, the Gorillas of Destiny and uh, the Road Warriors, and um, of course Action Smash Demolition. And uh, I'm also a really big fan of Luke Gallows' face paint, Gold Dust. You know, those sorts of things. But anyway, uh, it was really cool seeing his uh, style like that. I think he adopted some of the clothing too from it. He was very funny, I will say that. His humor was spot on, spot on. <laughs> but, um, well, that's what I think is the worst Impact storyline. If you guys want to tell me yours, or if you want to tell me what the best one is, let me know here at Talk is War. Uh, send us a voice message, email, we're available on Radio Public, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, I believe we are also on... Oh, wait, I already told you Spotify, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. And, um, uh, well, that's just my opinion. If you guys agree with me, if you disagree with me, let me know here. And uh, I also want to talk about the worst injury, uh, or injuries, plural. Uh, sadly, they take a lot of careers and shatter them into a million itty-bitty pieces right in front of your eyes, man. Um, it happens at the worst times, honestly, sometimes, and, uh, it can happen at the best times. Um, uh, I believe Dean Ambrose, aka John Mac, uh, John Moxley got injured. I'm not actually, I'm not exactly sure what it was, but, um, it's kind of sucks because he was uh, set to go against Kenny Omega. And now I believe it is Kenny Omega taking on, uh, Darby Allen. I believe. Uh, don't quote me on that. I believe that's happening. But, um, you know, uh, injuries suck. They really do. Uh, especially whenever they make you quit. And um, some of the injuries that have stopped many people from competing over the past few years include uh, Nikki Bella, Edge, um, trying to think here, uh, Christian, also Paige, um, a lot of WWE mainly. Um, trying to think here. Uh, I believe it took John Cena's career a little bit. I think he was gone away from an injury a couple of times. But um, there's also um, ones that have um, nearly permanently stopped uh, their careers, but thankfully it didn't, such as Daniel Bryan. Or um, I'm trying to think here. There's no, there's not a whole lot that go on, but uh, there are some that can be uh, prevented. So, um, guys, let me know what you think here uh, about the um, worst injuries. 
or, um, you know, if uh, you guys have anything to say about Edge or Daniel Bryan, about people that were injured before, or just, uh, you know, John Moxley, because he was just recently injured. Uh, John Moxley, if you are listening to this, hope you get well soon, brother, and can't wait to see you at uh, AEW's weekly show. Uh, I think the worst injury, in my opinion, has got to be Edge, the Rated R Superstar. I remember when I was about 10 or 11 years old watching uh, Monday Night Raw, he came out with the World Heavyweight Championship and uh, broke the heartbreaking news that uh, the MRI showed on his neck that he had to retire from uh, wrestling forever. And um, I can't exactly remember what the, um, uh, what's it called, the condition is called, but um, basically if he were to take a nasty bump, uh, I, I believe it's something with his neck or spine or something, something along those lines. But um, basically if he takes a big bump or he botches, then it could very well kill him and or paralyze him from uh, the chest down, I believe. Uh, There have been some rumors that Edge might be uh, testing to be medically cleared and all that. After all, he wants to. But, um, you know, I just don't really think it's worth it. I think he could, um, you know, I think he could very well injure himself in some way very seriously or could die, because that has happened many times in the past. Well, not many, but some. And, um, well, uh, that is probably the worst injury, in my opinion, because he had to stop doing what he loved, you know, and, uh, a lot of wrestlers have had that unfortunate, um, unfortunate, uh, event come up, that they get injured like that, and they can't do what they love anymore. And, Honestly, I can't imagine what that must feel like. I, it's It must be more pain and um, um, more sorrow than I could ever imagine. E- even if you're not a pro wrestler, if you get injured and um, it prevents you from doing what you love, like, um, you know, going out with your kids or something or playing ball or, you know, whatever, It um, I can imagine what that must feel like. So... Uh, if you guys have anything to comment on the worst injury list, please let me know here at Talk is War. Um, well, I guess that's it for two topics of today. And uh, before we go ahead and go to rumors here, we got some events coming up. Uh, nowhere near me, but uh, possibly near some of you warriors. Uh, WWE is coming to White Plains, and that is in White Plains, New York, at the Westchester County Center, 7 p.m. this Sunday. Uh, White Plains fans, be sure to get your tickets. And we also have NXT UK TakeOver coming to Cardiff in Wales. Uh, Cardiff, Wales, at the Cardiff Motor Point Arena uh, tomorrow at 6.30 be sure to get your tickets, Cardiff fans, and be sure to tune in Warriors if you have a network subscription. So now we are going to be talking about uh, the uh, rumors of the wrestling world today. Uh, again, guys, let me know what you uh, think about those events coming up or uh, anything about what we just previously talked about. Of course, I want to hear you guys, you know. Ah, it feels very different without them here. It really does. Okay. Let's get some rumors, guys. Um, uh, 
if we got any rumors here. Um, I cannot really find any right now, but I am looking, so do not go anywhere, guys. I should really just get these pulled up before then. Okay, here we go. So, rumors for the day, guys. Uh, WWE is talking about doing another draft to make permanent rosters for Raw and SmackDown again. And this is according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. And um, this is very interesting. I'm not sure why they've just decided to do this right out of the blue. But I guess they realize that they're much more successful with a draft. So this will be good for both of uh, Raw, SmackDown, and very well NXT and NXT UK. So hopefully this is true. And um, what else here? The Observer notes that Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan in a women's tag team title match are both on the lineup for Clash of Champions. So this is interesting. Uh, I kind of saw Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan coming. And, um, well, I can't wait to see who will try and go after these women's tag team titles. So be sure to tune in to Clash of Champions. And uh, the WON says there is already talk of a major NXT show on October 2nd to oppose the AEW on TNT debut. So this could very well be uh, possibly a takeover of sorts for them. And it uh, looks like they're going to compete with uh, AEW's first show on TNT. So um, be sure to tune into that, guys, especially AEW. And uh, they also note there's a lot of speculation that LAX could be Chris Jericho's mystery partners for that debut show. Okay, so this is interesting because um, Chris Jericho is set to uh, go against, I think, Cody Rhodes in the Bucks or something like that. So um, I think it would be very interesting to see LAX, whether it's Hernandez, Homicide, or that one guy that looks like a singer from LMFAO. Let's uh, hope we see them come to AEW. And uh, last one for you guys, PW Insider notes that Matt Taven's contract with Ring of Honor comes up at the end of September. So Matt Taven could very well be going to AEW. This isn't an exact indicator that he is, but um, I think he has a good relationship with the Bucks and Kenny and uh, Cody and, of course, Tony Khan. So let's hope we see uh, Matt Taven go to WWE or NXT or very well AEW. It might happen. So, uh, well, that is it for uh, Talk is War today, guys. Uh, We will be doing, well, I guess I will be doing a show uh, this coming week, so be sure to stay tuned. Got some announcements coming up on Facebook, so do not go anywhere off the internet for a while because I will be posting announcements. So, from Alpha Z, thank you guys for joining us today. I will see you next time.